Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got Grow CFO's founder, Dan Wells, back with me. Hello, Dan. Hello, Kevin. Hi, everybody. Dan, I think it's an exciting time to to be announcing something new that we're doing in Grow CFO. We know that a lot of our members struggle with the amount of experience they have in in the boardroom. So we're launching a virtual boardroom. So tell me some more about it, Dan. Indeed, Kevin, it's a very exciting time. So we've had lots of people in the Grow CFO community come to us over the past few years. And there's often different reasons why people would find something like the virtual boardroom to be very helpful. So what people are asking us is for an opportunity to be able to gain first-hand experience of the kind of challenges that come up in the boardroom environment as the finance leader. Now, for some people, it might be they've never had any exposure to boardrooms before. So it could be actually just trying to get some really good experience of a boardroom scenario and try and prepare for the kind of things that come up. Um, Or for others, maybe it's about increasing your confidence and impact in the boardrooms. So um, being able to really sort of think constructively about how you deal with different situations and to get some first-hand feedback from mentors and peers about you know what you could do differently. So this sends out for both aspiring and for first-time finance leaders. It is, Kevin. I mean, arguably, you know, there'll be many people that could benefit from this because there's actually a sort of whole boardroom environment that you go through. So you're actually sort of spending time interacting within the virtual boardroom but there's also actually an online course that goes alongside it as well so we've pulled together the types of challenges that the community tell us they're experiencing you know some people are aspiring cfos some people are first-time cfos and, and actually there's some people maybe that have done the role before but but suddenly have found themselves in a you know much more formal board scenario with lots of different people in there maybe sort of some of them are investors or neds or observers um, so actually, there's lots of different reasons why someone would find this helpful. Yeah, and then certainly my experience in boardrooms, Dan, is that there's always something new to learn. You will, over the, your career, you will need to, to operate in different ways in a boardroom. Sometimes you'll be there as the critic of somebody else's presentation. Other times you'll be there as a supporter of something that somebody else is bringing. Other times you'll be there as as the person who's bringing something forward to the board yourself. Then there's a scenario where you are dealing with the non-execs and the investors who are asking awkward questions. So there are all sorts of situations, aren't there? There are, Kevin. And it's interesting because a CFO, as, as many people will know, actually wears two hats. So firstly, they're wearing the finance leader hat in the boardroom, but actually they're also a valued member of the wider leadership team. And therefore, they're also wearing a leadership hat in the boardroom. So what we're going to be focusing on is primarily a lot of the stuff that you're going to encounter wearing that finance leader hat. But actually, we've tried to pull out case studies from all different parts of the business so that you can really think about the impact of what's happening in these case studies on the wider company, as well as from the finance leader perspective. And The way that it works, so we're going to help you with everything in the online course from initial preparation to delivering the 
finance leader board report and then also to dealing with the sort of wider conversations that take place many of which it could be on a whole range of different topics and and indeed some of them quite challenging so I, I think it's a really interesting one actually and I know we, we've already done some pilots we've put people through this we've had some feedback and and certainly people have found it very challenging but also it's really helped them feel prepared for either their first or next boardroom experience. So in the virtual boardroom, the the individual taking part is playing the role of the CFO, and that's in a live boardroom discussion? So the way it works, Kevin, is we put people into small groups. So there's a peer group element to it. There is also a professional mentor who leads the session and chairs each of the boardroom scenarios. And what happens is each group gets assigned a number of case studies. And the idea is that you each rotate so that everybody involved gets a chance to play the role of the CFO. But at the same time, you're coming across different people in those boardroom scenarios. So you might be liaising with the CEO in one case study. It might be with a chair in another. It could be with a COO or an investor, you know, there's a whole range of different case studies which we rotate here. But the idea is that everybody gets a chance to prepare every case study so you can think about how you would approach the challenge and, and what you would do in that specific scenario. And then we rotate so that everybody gets an opportunity to actually present and deal with those challenges in the virtual boardroom. So it sounds there's a lot more to this than just turning up to the live virtual boardroom. It sounds like you need to get a hold of the case studies well in advance, read them, do some thinking about them, and do a significant amount of prep in the way you would for a real board meeting. It's a good point you raised there, Kevin, because you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of prep that goes into board meetings, and the online course is designed to help people think about that prep and, and actually what you'd prepare for the finance report that you're going to be delivering to the wider board. But actually, in terms of the case studies, what we've tried to do is really focus them on the Q&A aspects, so more the types of challenges and heated discussions that might come up in a boardroom scenario that you're going to have to deal with, some of which can be anticipated and others which actually you're going to have to respond to there and then. Yeah. Now, we do provide case studies, but we actually provide them in the workshops so that people can turn up fresh. We give people a bit of time to read through them. We, we try and keep them pretty simple so that everybody can understand them pretty quickly. And, and then we give people time to prepare in the live workshop so that that way everything's front of mind. And you know that you, know, you can turn up fresh, you can get on with it, you haven't missed out on anything in your preparation. It's just a really good opportunity to focus on the types of things that come up as you said Kevin you know think about how you would deal with each of the individual scenarios and then have an opportunity to deliver on some of them but also to listen to what other people do and reflect upon you know what you like that they did and indeed what you might do differently. Okay so as you go into the boardroom situation Dan you've talked about having the the mentor there who's chairing this How many other people are involved playing roles within the board? Yeah, so it really varies, Kevin, depending on the case study and their design so that in some instances you might be having an intense conversation on a one-to-one basis with one other person in the room. But actually there are opportunities to vary that depending on the case study and, and what each person wants to get out of the boardroom. Now, I think it's interesting the the actual role of the professional mentor 
in the actual boardroom itself because as well as participating in some of those boardroom scenarios they're also going to be actually providing feedback so they'll be sharing first-hand feedback of what they think you did well and what you could do differently as will the other participants that are observing some of the scenarios but also they'll be providing their own experience as well because each of the mentors have done at least 10 years at board level CFO role and so these case studies they will take them from real life scenarios and it puts the mentor in a really good position to talk about what you could have done differently but also you know what they thought that you did very well yeah and my experience of being in the boardroom is that it's it's often not the the subject matter that's difficult dan it's the dealing with the individuals involved and the different perspectives that they bring so to what extent are we flushing that out of how to deal with the, the those sort of difficult challenges from individuals so good question that i mean it's it's absolutely a key focus of the virtual boarding and i think it's why it's so compelling in the way that it works the people acting the different roles in the boardroom scenarios will be acting different types of personalities and will be trying to replicate the types of people that you're going to come across in boardroom scenarios and actually i think one of the things that's really struck the people that have done it so far is to you know how much the perspectives vary between the different people and how you do really need to be on the front foot to anticipate what they're thinking and try and sort of deal with their reactions you know both their emotional reactions but also you know thinking about it just from their point of view you know what what impact does it have on them what impact does it have on the wider business so you're absolutely going to be dealing with the challenges of interacting with people and having to navigate difficult conversations and and actually trying to work out what the right steps are to take things forward yeah and i guess what we're covering here is is going to cover not just the the board where the non-execs would be involved where the investors might be involved but it's it's giving you the same techniques that you can use in key sort of executive team meetings whatever that top team is that's making decisions the learning is going to be applicable to both it certainly will kevin and there's an awful lot of transferable skills here you know partly the soft skills but also you know a whole range of other things as well i mean yeah, we've talked previously, you know, finance leaders are very strong, typically around IQ. Um, there's also a lot of EQ involved here as well. And it's really interesting to see how people deal with the situations. And I think for a lot of the people we've seen so far, you know, I think you know, some of the scenarios, it's been a real eye-opener to the types of things that come up. And actually, it really does emphasise people's ability to stay calm and composed under pressure and be able to read situations and sort of know how to deal with situations as well so so yeah there's there's an awful lot happening here and as you say Kevin a lot of these types of skills that you're you're challenged around are the types of things you'll need to develop for a number of different reasons within the role. Now I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners here that are getting really interested in this Dan but one of the things that I hear repeatedly from our members is, oh, this is all great stuff. I just wish I had time to do it. What are we talking about in time commitment if you want to get involved in the virtual boardroom? So the virtual boardroom, we tend to break it down into two different sessions because they're very, very intense. And we didn't want to do all of the different case studies for everybody in one workshop. 
So the way we do it, we break it down into two sessions. It will depend on the size of the group as to how many case studies we have and how long each session lasts. But to give you an idea, you're roughly talking about two sessions of around about 90 minutes to two hours each. So the time commitment is actually quite modest. The online course is something that you should also be working through. I mean, that's something you're doing in your own time. It's pretty flexible. You can do a couple of lessons, come back and revisit it. But, um, but again, it's yeah, we're not talking about a huge time commitment here, but what we are saying is that you're going to get a huge return for the amount of time that you invest. Mm. Yeah, and that, that is really one of the key tenets of personal development, the way we approach it in Grow CFO, is realising that everybody is time poor but need the right skills. So it's, it's typical of what we do is to intensely focus and deliver a lot in a very short period of time. It is. And as you say, Kevin, everything needs to be very focused on time. You know, everybody's busy. Yep. But I'm sure that the listeners will pick up on the fact that there's a lot to think about in the boardroom. And, and really, as the finance leader, you know, that is the sort of the key to your output for all of your hard work. It's making sure that you're giving a really good impression, you're able to navigate those situations and that you're coming out of it looking you know, very composed and in control of everything. So in terms of the time investment, I think it's a, a no-brainer, to be honest, for anyone yeah. who's an ambitious CFO. Now, we've, we've talked about the, the interaction with other board members, the coping with difficult challenges and so on, Dan. But another key part of dealing with the board is to be able to present. To what extent are you, you teaching presentation skills in here? It's a good question. So there's a few different aspects here. So firstly, we've got a lot in the online course about how to approach the board meetings and how to prepare and deliver your presentations. So a lot of people would have heard about needing to be very clear and concise in your messaging and really sort of pulling out the key points rather than losing people in a sort of longer presentation that contains lots of unnecessary information. So that's a really important part of it, making sure you're prepped properly and that you're working through the course to, to do so. But actually, as part of the case studies, the first thing you have to do in the virtual boardroom is to provide a quick briefing to everybody, which is very much focused on exactly the same types of skills. And, and interestingly, actually, in the pilots, we found this is where a lot of people have found it very, very helpful to think about different ways that you could present what's happening in a clear and concise manner and and really sort of pick up on the different types of things that you need to deliver something effectively. Brilliant, brilliant. But Dan, I'm always impressed by the person that will walk into a board meeting uh, with whatever proposal it is and virtually get nods of heads all around. It's all agreed and things move forward. To what extent are you teaching people the skills to do that, all that legwork that's probably gone on before the board meeting ever took place? So we cover that quite a lot in the online course, actually. I mean, clearly, in the boardroom scenario, it's slightly different in the virtual boardroom because you don't have those benefits of nurturing and building those relationships and, and right. getting people on side. But what we do is we focus on that in the course to make sure that people are really thinking constructively about how to handle these scenarios, not just in the boardroom, but also outside of the boardroom. Yeah. So if you think of the virtual boardroom as being a way of dealing with the actual boardroom dynamics on the day in the room, 
and the wider course being to help you throughout that journey, both before, during and after the sessions? Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. And I must admit, I'm, I'm minded of a podcast that I recorded with Susanna Serrano-Davy, which was all about how do some people manage to waltz through the board meeting without a challenge and how do others really struggle? So there's a whole podcast of stuff on that for anybody that wants to refer back to it. And I'll, I'll put a link to that particular episode in the show notes. Um, I think Susanna's one of the people who's got a lot of involvement in the virtual boardroom anyway, Dan. That's right, Kevin. The professional mentors play a really key role in the boardroom. And actually, it's important that they are involved because they know the case studies very well. They've got that firsthand experience of what to do and you know what not to do in those scenarios. And they also know how the course works. They've thought about you know, the different approaches that people are taking and, and what can go wrong. So, so yeah, the, the professional mentors are absolutely key in here, including Susanna. And I think it's, it's really important to make sure that you're getting the most out of it and that you're getting that constructive feedback that we provide. And you know, people need to really pay close attention to the feedback that's coming because until you do these things and, and get other people to observe and give honest feedback, you don't always actually pick up on how you react in real life in such scenarios. Okay. So if you've been very tempted by what Dan and I have been talking about today and you think the virtual boardroom might be right for you, well, you can find out some more about it on the GrowCFL website. If from the programs item on the top menu, you click through into the future CFO program, you'll see a list of things that are included in that program, one of which is the virtual boardroom. Click through on there and you get to the virtual boardroom page. And there's a form at the bottom of that page to submit your details so that we can put you into one of the upcoming boardrooms that are going to happen. Dan or I would be more than happy to, to take that inquiry and to come back to you with some more detail. But I'll put a direct link to the virtual boardroom page in the show notes as well. So, Dan, I'm really excited about this. Me too, Kevin. As I say, the, you know, it's been something a lot of people have asked about and the pilots have been really, really positive. So I think this is going to have a huge impact. I think it's an amazing thing to demonstrate to the, you know, both the, any employers that you might be working in or, or future opportunities that you've been doing. I, I think it's a great thing for people to do. And you're really pleased that we've got this. I think it's going to address a, a big sort of experience gap in a lot of people's profiles and yeah. looking forward to seeing people in the boardroom. I, I wish this had been around in an earlier part of my career. I learned this by doing it the hard way and from making mistakes in, in the real environment. Now, it's always good to have a sandpit that you can play in and get things wrong and be, be mentored about without any damage being caused. Absolutely, Kevin. Really looking forward to it. Right. Brilliant, Dan. Thank you for being my guest today on the Gross CFO Show. Thank you. 